0: Prepare your heart to be moved by God through the preaching and teaching of his word as delivered at Truth Gatherers Dream Center Church. This new sermon series, Winning the Crisis in the Midst of a Crisis, it does represent a switch or a shift. It represents our next step in approach to the move, uh, in our move from survival to revival. God has given us a new message to help us bridge a our previous message. Um I feel personally as a leader, as a man of God, that when God shifted us from having public service on March 22nd and we shifted to having only essential services and many of you watching online that God was concerned that we will understand that we were in warfare. I believe our series then um our series then uh, this is an exodus was an announcement Uh, That series we carried it from March 22nd all the way until last Sunday and that message that sermon series and those collectors of sermon series was an announcement that we are in warfare. It was announcement for you to wake up and be aware. Don't fall asleep now. Don't give up now. Be alert. Be aware. I believe the Lord was trying to prepare us for battle and so uh so we can put on the whole armor of the lord i also believe that the lord was trying to make us more keenly aware that we are in the end times that we are in the end times we are in the end times where it seems like we preached for years about the end times shall come now we have to say the end times are here we have to be more aware and more prudent that the end times are here and that deception It's all around us, wickedness and the evil of men. And there are so many people uh, who the, where the love of God is being waxed cold and people are growing weary and tired. And God wants us to know that we have to anchor ourselves in our most holy faith. Come on, if you ever had a faith, you better hold on to it right now. If you ever believed God, you better hold on to it right now. This in Exodus was that clarion call. We started that, me- that series with the message, Easter is almost here, but we need Passover Right now, our Passover right now. And it represented the blood of Christ covering us, God sheltering us in, protecting us from the pestilence. And we've been carrying forth the, the um the sentiments of that message all throughout uh, till this point in time. Elder Sims even closed out the series on last week with the message Choose ye whom ye will serve. Uh, With the question as a subtitle, who's on the Lord's side? I believe all of that has been a prophetic message to awaken you. And so I must hope that you are awakened to what season that we're in, what time that we're in. I'm afraid if, the, if you're ducking and dodging, thinking that when you can uh, raise your head again, everything will be over. I'm afraid you're missing what time we're in. When we are able to raise our head again in a different way of living, it still will be so much different than it was before. So much have transpired. So much have happened in the earth that we will never be the same again as we live our live in this day and time yet we will still live by faith the just will still live by faith but we must anchor our souls in god and so i believe that previous sermon series was more a prophetic in nature it was a push in nature it was a push to you but this sermon series is more pastoral in nature I feel like God wants me to hold your hand I feel like God wants to comfort you I want feel like God wants to bring you closer to him and ensure that you are safe and so I'm going to be teaching and we'll be preaching and teaching along the elders and ministers and intercessor intercessors teaching and ministering from this series for the next month or so winning the crisis in the midst of a crisis. Let's go to Proverbs 23. There's a few scriptures I want to remind you of this morning as I laid this foundation. My theme today, my subject, well, my, my topic today is win, win your mind, win your mind. The first thing I want you to win is your mind. Sometimes we'll focus on winning the battle, but if I can get you to win your mind, I can get you to win the battle. And when you're in the midst of a crisis, the first thing you must secure is your mind. And so I want to lay this foundation tonight, today, so you can really win in the midst of the crisis. I'm very aware that there are people going through a crisis in the midst of this crisis. I've said it, and my heart has been so pulled towards it, discerning. Uh, There there are people who don't really have as much time to give COVID-19 any type of credit because the things that they're dealing with outweighs them personally more than COVID-19. They don't have time to listen to the news because the trouble that they're dealing with in their home outweighs what they feel like is going on in the world. They're going through their own personal storm, whether it's in their finances, their health, and a relationship. They're battling for life every day. They're in a crisis in the midst of a crisis and today i want to anchor your mind in this crisis proverbs 23 and i'll read a few verses and proverbs of course is uh the, the actions or the uh, the verbs or the things you must do so proverbs 23 verse 1 through 7 i'm going to read and teach today uh, that's the grace that's on me. it says when thou sittest and i want you to pay very careful attention to these words when thou sittest to eat with a ruler Consider, hmm, consider diligently what is before thee. When you sit with a ruler, don't get all excited. You need to pause and think what is really before you. And put a knife to thy throat if thou be a man given to appetite. Meaning that if you're in that space and you can easily be a person who's lured in by food, and you're given the appetite. It says you might as well put a knife to your throat, because you're not about to recognize what's about to happen in this environment. It says, "Consider when you're before a ruler." In verse three, it says, "Be not desirous of his dainties, what he gives you, the uh, uh, favors, for they are deceitful meat." It takes us back to the book of Daniel, how Daniel, uh, as a as a slave. Uh, brought in from the Babylon brought into Babylon he would not eat from the master's table he had discernment and wisdom that I want to stay pure for God and I want to keep my mind clear for God and one of the ways I'm going to do that is I'm going to push back from the king's table it was a strategy to stay sanctified in an environment that wanted to manipulate him so if you're given the appetite and all somebody got to do is just feed you and you stop thinking and discerning, you're gonna, it says you might also well put a knife to your throat. Number four it says, labor not to be rich. These are thoughts, is talking about how you think. Labor, work, but don't work to be rich. It's trying to say, What? Labor, work, have a work ethic, but don't just work to be rich. It says, Cease from thy own wisdom. It's trying to tell us that even the riches of this world will trick you. Sometimes you'll get so rich that you'll think you got something. You'll get so rich that you think you got joy. (laughs) You'll get so rich that you think you got peace. Because you know, once you get money, you think you can buy everything. You know, you can buy opportunities. You can buy this. And money in itself, if you're not careful, it'll trick you. The Bible even declares that money answereth all things. It doesn't say that the Bible does not say that money is an answer to all things. It doesn't. It said, "Money answereth." It means that money has such a gut that it thinks it can take care of everything. And there are times in your life you have to tell my life, tell yourself that my life is more than money. You have to tell yourself, my life is more. Hey, I need some money, but my life is more than money. It said, "Money answereth." They don't say that money is an answer. It says the nature of money is that money thinks it can handle everything. There's times you think you need to send money and you need to show up. You can be broke and sometimes people just need your face. They don't need your money. (laughs) Sometimes they need your encouragement. Sometimes they need your words. And so it says, labor not to be rich. Cease from thy own wisdom or your own thinking. Verse five, will thou set thine eyes upon that which is not? For riches certainly make themselves wings. They fly away as an eagle towards heaven. It reminds me of Matthew that say, lay not up yourselves treasures on earth, but lay up for yourself treasures on heaven. Where right? neither moth can corrupt it. It's talking about, wait a minute, riches can be gone like that. It can fly away with wings like an eagle. You can be rich one day and broke the next. We've seen it happen. I can't say how he spent all that money. They just won the lotto two years ago and they broke already you've heard it riches can flee from you just like that it says don't even set your eyes on things that don't even matter the most verse 6 says eat not the bread of him that have an evil eye person who's evil neither desireth thou his dainty meats don't i don't care how it look good don't desire what he has here's the main verse or main clause at the a part of verse 7 For as he thinketh in his heart, so is he. Eat and drink, saith he to thee, but his heart is not with thee. It's trying to teach you how to think about life. Those seven verses was just to open up your mind that while you're in this life, you got to be able to think. You got to be able to discern and the process and have the faculty of mind that you can think and make decisions on what's good and what's evil and that you're not lured in and that you're not brought in and that you're not deceptive and that you don't value things that don't really have great priority and you're not taken by things that easily take you away from focus and it leaves us with that a clause of verse seven for as a man. So in his heart, so is he. And so your thinking is actually everything about you. If you really want to find out really where you're going, just follow your own thoughts. If you really want to find out what value, what, what values uh, are, are close to you, just follow your own thoughts. So as a man thinketh, and that's what we normally say, as a man thinketh, so is he. We, we are and it says the mind is the set of thinking faculties. That include cognitive cognitive aspects such as your consciousness your imagination your perception your thinking your judgment your language and your memory it also has non-cognitive aspects such as your emotion so your mind holds a lot of aspects about how you move and function in life you need your mind in this life just to say i need my mind I need my mind. Uh, Matthew 22, verse 22, verse 34 and 40 describes how much we need our mind. The Pharisees and the Sadducees were trying to trick Jesus about the greatest commandment. And they asked him in verse 35, uh, chapter 22, Matthew 22, verse 35. um, One of the Pharisees, one of them being a lawyer, asked him a question, tempting him, saying, just what he said to Jesus, Master, which is the great commandment in the law? Jesus said unto him, thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, and with all thy mind. He responded to them, this is the first and great commandment. It lets us know that you can't fully love God with a shattered mind. You can't really serve God if your mind is not whole and if your mind is not stayed on Him or your mind is not focused on right things. It takes all your mind to really love God. It's the first and great commandment. Isaiah 26, 3 and 5. Isaiah 26, 3 and 5 says, Thou wilt keep him, you and I, in perfect peace, say hey, perfect peace. Come on, say I declare perfect peace over my life. Come on, I declare perfect peace. Perfect peace. I'm telling I'm teaching I'm teaching today. Perfect peace doesn't mean nothing is going on. Perfect peace or perfected peace mean in your spirit God has settled it. Meaning things can actually be going on externally, but inside of you, you have a resolve. In the church, we sing songs that speak of this revol- resolve, such as, I gotta feel it, that everything is gonna be all right. Y'all know that song, I gotta feel it that's a song of resolve yeah put your hands together Uh, that's a song of resolve that really speaks to the perfect peace it doesn't mean that storms are not raging in my life it doesn't mean that I don't have to go to the doctor again it doesn't mean that I don't have to go to court next week but it means that while I walk through the valleys of the shadows of death I am I am convinced that he is with me I am convinced that he comforts me and I am convinced that I'm gonna come out of this I have perfect perfect peace and he says he will keep those with perfect peace tell someone I want that tell someone I want that in a season like this I want that I need to know how to function and how to go to work every day and live in this climate and have this thing that Isaiah 26 verse 3 says that I can have it says that I can have perfect peace or perfected peace here it is whose mind is stayed on thee because he trusted me and so the real challenge in life is can you keep your mind on them? can you can you keep your mind on them? when distraction comes? can you keep your mind on him you know there's a beauty of being in love you know <laughs> there's a beauty there's a, somebody say tell us about it there's a beauty of being in love when you're in love you, you that's why I tell people you got to be ready to be in love because real love is so distracting. I say real love is so distracting. Oh, it is. Real love is so distracting. Um, you got to be ready to be in love. You got to have your money together when you fall in love. Oh, you got to be ready. Oh, you fall in love. You got to be ready. Love will come on. You can't think straight. You, you just, I mean, you be on the phone late at night, talking, sleeping on one another to sleep. You still there? <laughs> yeah, I'm still here. Hey. When you fall, If you ever fall in love, it's a beautiful thing. But, 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 but to have your mind focused on that person while you're in the middle of the day at the library studying and you can't study. Oh, y'all ain't saying nothing. Oh, Jesus, Lord, help me. Uh, and so the key, the, the key to this whole thing of perfect peace is our ability through all that we face, all that we go through is to keep our mind on it. See, if you don't learn to intertwine Jesus and everything, you're going to lose the battle of your mind. I said if you don't learn to intertwine jesus in everything you're gonna you're going to lose the battle of your mind the battle of having perfect peace matters on the person who willingly says i'm gonna keep my mind on Jesus I'm gonna keep my focus on Jesus we even see illustration I'm in a very illustrative type boat this morning we see the illustration that peter is able to walk out of the boat when Jesus calls him out of the boat and he's able to walk on water he's able to do the impossible as long as his eyes are on Jesus as long as he's focused on Jesus what he's dealing with is no problem and what he's facing is no problem there's an energy there's a strength there's a supernatural strength that Peter is able to walk in as long as he keeps his eyes on Jesus the moment that Peter listens to the wind listens to everything else accepts Jesus then he begins to sing and he has has to cry lord save me and jesus reaches down and save him it shows us the strength of keeping our mind and our focus on him yeah and so we want to live say i want that perfect peace i want that perfect peace and so if we're gonna win our mind you must keep your mind (laughs) stayed on him and that's the challenge we have today we got to keep our mind on him jesus help me and so that's a common phrase that i use when I need help the most, I don't get fancy. I just say, Jesus, help me. Lord, have mercy. Lord, help my mind. Lord, help me. Help me through this. Lord, give me strength. And there are times you got to call out for help, all right? Times you gotta, let's go. Let's move. Matthew 8, and I want to give you the illustration of what it's like to move. I'm in this illustrative mode this morning. Matthew 8, I feel pastoral. I was prophetic. I know the prophetic will aggravate you for a little bit. I said, Lord, let me come, let me come and be pastoral too. Amen. Because that, that prophetic will stir you up. That prophetic will be pushing you. He's said, Pastor pushing us. I, I need somebody to hold my hand. The Holy Spirit hears your heart. All right. Matthew 8, 23 to 27. Let's read this. The first, part, the first part that I didn't that I didn't put down in my verse, Jesus tells his disciples, let's go to the other side. That's all prophetic. That's all prophetic. Let us go to the other side what he tells the disciples. Verse 23, and when he was entered into a ship, his disciples followed him, and behold, there arose a great tempter in the sea. Now, he didn't tell them he was going to the other side. There was going to be no storm. He didn't tell him to get over there. You weren't going to have to go through this. What happens in our life, we get surprised about our prayer request. Our prayer request was, Lord, just bless me with a good job. Who said that we were going to have to get fired from one to have a good one? Who said that we were going to have to go through be talked about, discriminated against to have a good one? We prayed for a good job and who said that we was going to have to lose one and gain a better one. See, the process of life many times shocks us because we don't know what we got to go through to get to. The disciples hear this word, let us go to the other side, and all they can see is the other side. Because that's what he said. Oh, let's go to the other side. All right, I can see the other side. From one shore to the other shore... There's water, but all I'm seeing is the other side. But the time they start moving forward to the other side, here comes a great tempest in the sea, a storm in the sea, insomuch that the ship was covered with waves. Insomuch the ship was covered with waves. So you can't tell a person in a storm what they ain't going through. So you wasting time trying to tell people when they're in a the storm what they ain't going through. That's one thing that faith never does. Faith never ignores what you go through faith just says in spite of what you're going through but many times we try to get people to walk in faith and we try to act like they're not going through anything and what you actually do is aggravate people and they go find somebody who can listen (laughs) they go find somebody who act like they're a human and not an alien you can't tell a person that when they're trying to get to the other side that they're not really dealing with a, a seed that's trying to take them over You can't tell them, the disciples are here, and it says the ship was covered with waves. Another version of this gospel of the same story, the the disciples tell Jesus, Jesus, awake, we are in jeopardy, meaning we about to go down. They feel like they're about to go down. You can't tell me nothing, what I see with my eyes, when my eyes are processing what I'm seeing, when my ears are processing what I'm hearing. You can't tell me that my mind's not under attack. They're under attack of what they see naturally and what they hear naturally in the midst of the crisis and the storm. And it says, but he was asleep. So let me pause right there. It says that Jesus is in the storm. Because right there in the tempest, in the midst of the the sea, in the midst of the waves, I want you to understand in all the chaos, Jesus is there. I want you to give you the comfort today that Christ is with you in the midst of the storm the only problem we still got though we still got a problem he with me but he's sleep oh see 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 when you're in a crisis you can get frustrated over a sleeping Savior oh I thank God he's with me I had to celebrate that first because I first want to give you awareness that he's with you everybody say he's with me he's with me he's with me he's with me when he's not moving He's with me when he's not speaking he's with me when I can't trace him he's with me see that's an awareness that's a knowledge he's with me but one of the things that can still aggravate us as, as Christians or people of faith and that battles our mind is when he's with us but he's not doing nothing <laughs> Jesus is sweet when we are frantic I know have you ever been there when you're trying to figure out what to do in life and Christ ain't saying nothing Jesus not speaking, but can we applaud and just give praise that we're not alone? I want to do, I want to deal with that first. Say I'm not alone. Come on, say I'm not alone. I got to work this thing. You are not alone. You're not in this thing by yourself. You're not facing this battle by yourself. You're not facing this storm by yourself. You may not think you got everything you need, but trust me, you're not in this thing by, by yourself. Jesus is in the boat with them. 25. And the disciples came to him and awoke him, saying, Lord, save us. We're about to perish. He said unto them, Why are ye so fearful? Oh ye a little faith. Basically, he says, You can't die in this storm with me. You can't drown in this storm with me. It feels like you're about to go over, but go under. But the truth of the matter, you can't go in there, because the truth of the matter, if you go down, I go down too. And I said, you're not about to go down in the storm. You're not about to lose your mind in the storm. You're not about to cave in in the storm. I'm on the boat with you and all I need for you to do is to be fearless and have some faith. It's a challenge to rise to the place of faith when it seems like your mind is being overwhelmed. It says, Jesus arose, rebuked the winds and the sea, and there was a great calm. But the men men marveled, saying, what manner of man is this, that even the winds and the sea obey him? Basically, it was like, I heard what you said, Jesus, about me being fearless and having a little faith. But I don't even know what kind of man you are. I marveled at your power that you were able to rise up in the midst of the storm and rebuke the storm. And while it was coming at us, I don't understand how you were able to do that. I don't understand how you were able to have perfect peace when we were frantic. How were you able to win the battle of your mind? They marvel. Jesus, how were you able to do this? I mean, we heard the winds. You can't tell me what I heard when I went to the doctor and what they told me and how it affected me. You can't tell me what happened. I heard this thing. I saw this thing. And you don't tell me how it tormented me when I saw this thing. Jesus, how were you able to stand up on your feet full of faith and rebuke this storm in the midst of all of this? I want to show you how. Let's go to Romans 12. This is where I'm ending today. This is where I'm ending today. This is where I'm ending today. Romans 12. I believe it shows us some instructions on how to do this. Romans 12 verse 1 through 3. Romans 12 verses 1 through 3. I got to get you to win your mind. I got to get you to win your mind. Romans 12 verse 1. I beseech you therefore brother and I beg of you by the mercy of God. You got to do this. Tell somebody you got to do this. He said, I beseech you. It really means I beg of you. If anything you're going to do, you got to do this. Brethren, by the mercy of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice. Holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable or basic or minimum service. The least you could do. And be not conformed to this world. Now, how am I going to do that? How 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 am I going to resist the temptations of this world? What the world is trying to do to me. It says but ye transformed by the renewing of your mind it is only when your mind get renewed see with the old mindset that says I can't make it through this you never will make it through that with a mindset that says I'm too weak for this you will never make it see a renewed mind says great is he that is within me a renewed mind says I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. That's a renewed mind. See, a renewed mind begin to think as Christ thinks. A renewed mind says, look, so, so, so a man think so is he. If Christ was able to do it, so can I. If Christ was able to focus on the prize, so can I. If Christ was able to go through temptation, go through crucifixion, go through pain, go through embarrassment, go through his, his type of scandal, being hung in the middle of the day in front of his family, look like a sinner was not a sinner but looked like one Crucified on a cross and he was able to go through that with courage then so can I only when you renew your mind and say I can do this see and until you change your mind about what you're going through you will never be able to come out of what you're going through you have to begin to counsel yourself through the Word of God and renew your mind and say I can do this I can overcome this I remember I remember remember vividly when depression knocked on my door. Oh, I remember it vividly. It was truly an invitation. This is how you gonna think. This is how you gonna feel every day. This is how you gonna react every day. This is how you gonna perceive every day. And sooner or later, I had to reject the knocking at the door. I had a decision to make in my mind Was I going to feel like this every day? No matter what happened, no matter what came, no matter what I was going through, I had a decision and it was clear that if I didn't make a decision, something knocking on my door was going to invade my life. This depression knocking on my door was going to invade my life and I was going to be everything it wanted me to be. I was going to be a loser. I was going to be nothing. I was going to sit at home, close the blinds. I was going to be sad every day. I was going to be everything it told me to be. If I didn't wake up, renew my mind and say, wait a minute, I I'm better than this God is on my side I'm more than a conqueror can I be honest with y'all during that day you know what I did to myself I talked to myself more than you can understand let me tell you something about renewing your mind and I know this don't look right in public but it so do, does right at home I got in that mirror oh no no I'm serious got in the mirror and looked at myself. Have you ever been so upset that you can't look with it? See, y'all ain't never been there. If you ever been there, some of y'all know what I'm talking about, that you don't even want to look at yourself no more. You won't even look no I begin to look at myself to say that person whatever state that I was in at that time you you gonna be somebody you're gonna grow out of this you're gonna overcome this or today is a new day come on you're gonna be somebody God's gonna raise you up out of this you're gonna overcome your faults you're gonna overcome your sins I ain't looking at nobody else I'm talking to me and there's times the only way you can renew your mind is you got to talk to yourself with the Word of God I begin to quote scripture hallelujah and I'm telling y'all it got so good even when I started Feeling good, I still kept coming coming back to the mirror and building a relationship with the word of God and myself and begin to renew my mind. There's sometimes I say, I'll get dressed from work. And I always tell that story when I was going through so much pressure on my job as a young man, making $13,000 a year. And that's when I started wearing ties to work and I always give that story because it was so it was such a, a a transition for me that's when i start wearing ties i wasn't nothing but a clerk i wasn't doing nothing but making my 12 to thirteen thousand dollars a year amen you add it up plus the taxes that's gross that no net that was gross hallelujah you can't do nothing with that glory to god you can't you can't even go in too many places amen joe you want to go out to eat how you gonna come get me i can't keep driving all over the place amen this gas ain't gonna last forever on this salary i can't be driving everywhere like i got a whole lot of No, nah, i can't eat that this week y'all know what i'm talking about been there done that Come on, up. been there, done that. Come on, been there, done that. Come on, I come to, and this is how I got my mind together. See, something, if you don't wage a war in your mind, you will never be overcome your low place. And I was in that place, and I started wearing ties. How the older I was making only $12,000, $13,000, I started wearing ties. How did I start ironing my shirt? And I was making sure when I ironed my shirt that I had a crease going down the side of it right there. Come on, I didn't play around. I made sure I was in warfare over my vision, my mind, Mind. I couldn't. I had to start seeing that I was gonna be more than what I was in. I feel the Holy Ghost. I had to start declaring that I was gonna be more than what happened to me. I was gonna be more than the things that happened in my family. I was gonna be more than what happened in school. I was gonna be more than that one day of tragedy or that one day of trauma. If you're not careful, one day of tragedy or trauma will try to def- define you. Okay, it wasn't one day, maybe it was five years. But if you're not careful, that five year trauma i'm trying to define you i start getting dressed in the morning iron that shirt put that tie on and that's when i learned how to tie a tire real good i'm telling y'all that's when i learned don't have that thing crooked Men know what i'm talking about you can kind of be crooked if you don't get it right get it get it straight and then i knew how to put a dimple in it right there how to do that thing right there put that finger right there and put that dimple right there and make sure it was straight and when I walked out the house, I came doing business, making $12,000 a year, looking like I was the CEO of the office. Come on, because I knew I was going somewhere and I had to do warfare in my mind. Can I tell y'all the truth how I used to do in the mirror? And it's all right to do it sometime, because I had to learn how to do it in this season. There are times I look at myself in the mirror and say, Joe, you ready today, go get them. And I'll step away from the mirror and i say, oh, let me look again. <laughs> and i walk up, see, there are times you got to counsel yourself. There's times you got to talk to yourself. There's times you gotta renew your mind. Your mind done passed away. Your mind done got old. Your mind done got decayed. The only way you gonna make it through this, you gotta renew your mind. You gotta tell your mind you better than this. You gotta tell yourself God is with you. Somebody been there where you had to fight for your destiny. You had to fight for who you believe you are. You better learn how to win your mind. Tell somebody to win your mind, win your mind. Oh I feel it in my, oh, I feel it in my spirit. When your mind, don't you let the devil take your mind You can process this you can handle this. you can overcome, don't you tell me hey. Don't you let the enemy take your mind? Jesus showed him this example and I'm trying to show you how it is. There are things coming to me coming to you that will try to conform you. It means it tries to fashion you after itself. And the only way you can do it if you start resisting and renewing your mind. Let me finish here. Renew your mind. Look what happened when we you renew your mind. When you win your mind. This why I get my focus. When you win your mind. Then you're able to prove. Say, I'm gonna prove it. Says say, tell says, I'm gonna prove it. <laughs> I feel a little swagging in the Holy Ghost right now. I feel a little swagger. I feel a little swagger. I feel like I'm winning. <laughs> my walk about to change. I see I'm walking slow here. I feel a little swagger happening. <laughs> See when you start renewing your mind I tell somebody I'm going to prove it. Just give me a little time. Just give me a little just, give, just a little good a minute. Just give me a little minute. I'm going to prove that I can do this. I'm going to prove that God is with me. I'm going to prove that I'm not a failure. I'm going to prove that greater is he that is within me. I'm going to prove that he will keep me in perfect peace. I'm going to prove that I can budget my own finances. I'm going to prove it. Just give me a little minute. Just give me a little time. Oh. Working with this word and renewing in my mind. Give me a little minute with Christ. Watch this. I'm going to prove glory to God. What is? Listen, that good. Hallelujah. I'm about done. (laughs) I'm about done. I'm feeling good too. What is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God? I'm going to prove it. I'm going to win this battle of my mind. Verse 3 and I'm done. For I say to the grace given unto me, to every man that is among you not to think of himself more highly another thinking part then he ought to think but to think soberly as God has dealt to every man the measure of faith let me end here because this is very humbling it says one of the ways to even recover in your thinking recover in your thinking is don't think more highly than you ought to think what that means to me is stop saying I can't believe it's me who are you that it couldn't be you you're human you're in this world sometimes our mental complex put us in a place that we keep saying I can't believe it's mean I know you're shocked about going through it but stop acting like you can't be the one that can go through it when you start saying that it puts you out of a place of saying you know what I didn't want it to be me that's a whole other thing I didn't want it to be me but guess what it is me It is me going through. It is me going through this challenge. And since it's me, I'm going to win it. See, people will be sitting there and you can be in a fog all day, a fog, saying, I can't believe it. I can't believe this happened. I can't believe. I can't believe this happened. That's one year. I can't believe. I can't believe this happened. I can't believe. I can't believe it happened. Two. You can live your life in a cycle talking about I can't believe it happened rather than Coming to grips saying it happened. It it happened. There's no sense of talking about you can't believe. It happened. You didn't want it to happen, but it happened. See, when you start thinking, I can't believe, no, it happened to you. You didn't think it, you didn't want it, you didn't desire it, but it happened. Now, what are you going to do now? How are you going to win the battle of your mind? See, it's that humility that says, you know what? It happened to me. Happened to me. It puts you on ground zero. You can play some music. I'm done. I feel a different anointing. You'll be surprised how arrogance keep people from moving forward. A level of arrogance, and you know, you, you know, you talk people, you know. But humanity can happen to anybody. Life can happen to anybody. I can't believe it happened to me. Huh? I'm the one that always tell everybody else what to do. I can't believe it happened to me i'm the one that teach everybody i'm the preacher i'm the bishop i'm the pastor i can't believe i'm the sunday school girl i'm the one raised in the church i can't believe sooner or later you got to get out of the fall it said happened to me but what am i going to do about it it's something that god wants you to renew your mind and get you ready to win the battle of your mind i'm telling you today and i'm done God has given you grace and a measure of faith to overcome it. That's what verse 3 says. I'm just going to walk this whole thing this month and help you win the crisis in the midst of a crisis. I don't want you to lose. I want you to win in your mind. You can win first in your mind. Externally, things may not change for another of days, a couple of hours, a couple of years, but if we can change your mind, if we can get you in the fight, we can get you in the fight and say, I'm gonna win this thing. The Bible says, So a man thinketh, so a thing. If I can get your mind and say, I'm an overcomer in this too, I never would have dreamed that this would have happened to me, but it happened to me, and since it happened to me, I'm gonna go ahead and overcome this too since it happened to me I'm gonna go ahead and believe Christ to bring me through this too I'm gonna win in my mind and I'm telling you before I preach another message if I can get your mind to win if I can get your mind to win you can win in your mind you can win the battle of your thoughts if you can win the battle of your attention one of the greatest strengths I, I fell in love with when I found out that I could control my thoughts. See, I was losing thinking that every thought I had had to overwhelm me. And I had no choice in the matter. But when I start exercising the power of what I wanted in my mind, literally, every will times that I'll be thinking something, and when I start thinking about what I'm thinking, I said to myself, I don't want to think about this. What benefit is it bringing me? And in that moment, I decide I'm done thinking about it. I'm talking about literally, in the actual real time, I'm done. And I shift my mind. I take control of my mind and say, now I'm about to think about this. See, what people and what the enemy don't want you to think is that you're supposed to have control of your mind, you're supposed to be able to decide what you think, what you believe. And when I start winning that battle in my mind and recognize I ain't got to think anything that happens, things can knock at my door and I don't have to answer it. I said things can knock at my door and I don't have to answer it. And if it keep activating me knocking at my door, I go to my door and I run it away you understand that you got the cognitive ability, plus with Christ in your life, you don't have to think of everything. The Bible says, "Whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely." Whatsoever—that means that you got a choice in what you think. Don't you love that devil box you in to think you got to keep thinking about this all day? If the Bible told you, "Whatsoever things are pure." What sort of things are lovely? Think. I got the power to think on these things. And today, I want to start winning this crisis. If you're going to win, it starts in your mind. You say, Pastor Joe, I have more money. No, I can give you more money today, but with that bad mind, you'll go right back to the place you come from. I can give you more opportunity today. You know, they always talk about That certain people you're dealing with, sociology, social work, when you're dealing with changing behaviors of human humanity, sometimes the only argument they make is that the reason people are in certain places like poverty is because they don't have access. And that's an argument. It always come up and it has it has some validity. It comes up in legislative process. It comes up in policy that these people have been infringed upon. They have been barred and they have been prevented from access. But if you give them the same access, watch what they do. And that's not always true. Because if you give a person with the wrong mind access, they still, first of all, they don't even recognize they have access. The door could be open, and they don't even recognize the door is open because they haven't been educated, informed, brought out to see that that's actually a door. Some people argue that access is everything, the truth of the matter. Sometimes it is even how they train elephants. People wonder how they can train a robust, strong elephant it's because they train them with chains on and elephants get accustomed to being trained using limited power and when they try to raise up and use their strength, the chains bring them down and sooner or later, that same chain that's on their feet is in their mind that they don't even try and that's why the circus is able to easily run run the elephants because the elephants get trained in chains that's the same thing once you take a chain off a person who actually been bound they still don't know they got access so if I don't change your mind no matter what God bless you with you never gonna see it right you're never gonna walk in it right your mind is the gateway to the blessing. Lift your hands I feel the anointing. On your mind is the gateway to the blessing. Your mind is the gateway to the blessing. Father, we pray today that we're going to win this crisis. We're going to win our personal crisis because we're going to win in our minds. We hope you've been blessed by this fresh word from Truth Gatherers Dream Center Church. Pastor Joseph Davis and the congregation invite you to join them. You can find more information by following them on social media. Just look up Truth Gatherers Dream Center Church. And we pray that God will bless you richly and abundantly in the coming days, knowing that He is a rewarder of those who diligently seek Him.